Hey everyone, it's Dario from AfterBuzz TV. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. You know, last month over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network and TrueCar.com users save an average of 3,046 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. I know I had one. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. You know, they save time, they save money, and you never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, fellow human beings of the Earth, to another Falling Skies After Show, Season 4, Episode 2, The Eye. I think we all know why it is called The Eye. We, like the people in the show, have all been kind of divided into factions. I am in the corner engineering. I have Roya Tahiri. Hello, everybody. I have. I didn't get rid of Nando, I swear. I swear, just because he's not here, I promise. Nando, Nando will be back. The uh, the clan, the Mason clan, will be back together, but not today. Nando is missing. He is in action somewhere else. We'll see him shortly. Roya, overall impressions of tonight's episode? I at the end of the episode, I was not really sure what to think because it. I don't know. Lexi really makes me sad because I don't know if she's. Dealing with someone good or dealing with someone bad. And as someone mentioned in the episode, she's young. She's naive. Ben mentioned that. We don't know what her intentions might be. And I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to get my hopes up for these characters. Are her powers completely gone at this point? I don't think so. I think they're still there. Okay. Do you, why, do you, why did you ask that question? Why do you think that? Well, because she says, hey, you know, I, I don't want these powers anymore. But want and having are two different things. I understand that, but there's bubbles forming. <laughs> there were. <laughs> Maybe that was the trick to get the guy to stand up. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I mean, whenever there's three bubbles, that can't be good. I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot of threes, but there were exactly three bubbles. Yeah. It looks like her necklace. Yeah. The Trinity. So I don't know what that's about. Uh, might as well dive into this storyline. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Lourdes is still as crazy as ever. 
Um, even though she's she's had this removed, she is a believer, and we are all non-believers. I'm certainly a non-believer. I, I am too. And uh, what's weird is, as we kind of we'll talk about the ant storyline, but we know that we're in the West, so we're not just in Chinatown. We're in the Western Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this all means. Um, I don't know where it fits into the. Uh, obviously, it, we understand the Ishveni plan now. We're building a power grid for offense. What that means, I don't know. None of this ever makes sense to me. Everything's better in the West. I mean, Fido went West, and that was good for him and his family, sort of. But, <laughs> but what does it mean? You just you're just are they just avoiding these people? Obviously, she has a direct connection to aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, she has alien blood let alone the whoever she's talking to. Yeah, now I want to you meant, you brought up the blood. Do you think the blood it was moving? What do you think that was if you could make it in scientific terms? What do you think that would be? Cuz you uh, you are a scientist, Phil. <laughs> uh the scientific term would be uh, I think it got I don't think it was moving. I think it got dispersed by her anger. So it was going with her emotions and that's why it was moving. Yeah, it's not like the blood took on at that moment personality of its own it was forced to move away via her anger yeah that that makes sense it's interesting to note that her her anger for wanting peace causes destruction does that make sense it's almost it's it's not almost an oxymoron in order for her to want peace she creates damage that's true i can see that but as ben mentioned she was definitely um She's naive. She doesn't really know her how to control her feelings. So she pulls a whole Storm reaction. You know, when Storm gets all huffy-puffy, she from X-Men. <laughs> I understand. But. So, but, you know, in terms of Dr. Kadar's theories, what what could he have to possibly offer? I mean, last season he came kind of through for us yeah. when he needed to. What is he kind of – what's his theory now? And why is Lourdes stopping this? And what is this believer, non-believer? I honestly don't think Lourdes is in control. I feel that she's the puppet for someone higher that's controlling. We don't know who that person is, hence why they're in the... So she's being controlled again, though? We're I think go she with is. that storyline? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with that storyline because she's crazy now. She's very compulsive, and she thinks she's in power when she's not. She's trying to keep things in line, but I don't think she understands why she's doing what she's doing. She's gone. Her main, who she was before, is gone. Lourdes is not the doctor before, as Ben mentions, where you're a doctor, you should understand. That character is gone. So, therefore, whoever this new person is, maybe the alien being upset, um, uh, oh, sorry, I'm drawing blank on the word, being controlled, being under, under, harnessed. Yes, changed her. Well, she wasn't harnessed. She was just well, I, okay. drugged or yeah. aliened. I don't know what sure. the terminology would be for that. But that changed her. It was in her for so long. Just like the harness kids, whoever was harnessed the longest had more side effects than those that weren't. Okay. So I think she's – Lourdes is not Lourdes anymore. How do you feel about the fact that not only is Lourdes controlling, but it's you – know, Lexi seems to want to go to this place of Zen. Remember, like, I, when I think of Messiah, let's go to the Matrix. He has to kind of be with his people. You know what I mean? And, and he's talking with them or whatever else. She wants to – Get away from the people. It's rather interesting. She just wants, and she even mentions it like, there's no crowd here. So, what does she want? Just to be alone? Like, that's that's the part that I don't understand. As the Messiah of this world, she seems to have a complete disattachment 
from the people. Well, I feel she knows the power that she has inside her, but she doesn't know how to control it. And so the emotions that she gets from people can bring that power out, and she doesn't know how to control it. But if they're peaceful and they're, quote, believers, why does that really matter? But weren't they asking her when they were standing in line, they wanted to talk to her to ask about their families? Wasn't that what Ben would have had to wait in line to talk to her about? Is that what it is? I thought that's what they were trying to do was get a hold of her and be like, is my family okay? Is everything going to be, you know, trying to stress her out? Because hmm. they I were really in that, line for right. something. I mean, they certainly were. I'm not dis- And Maggie I'm not- said you can't cut it in line. I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. I, it, yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? This is Go probably right. going to get hated on. Do you think maybe Maggie is involved in whatever happened in those four months and she got taken over as well? Do you think maybe she's the brain behind it all? No. Not all okay. of it. But. Maggie, I'm glad you asked that question because in this episode, Maggie is fo- to she showed that she was Maggie. She says to Ben, like, finally, I have someone to talk to about this stuff. Because it seemed like it seemed like she was pulling a mat in the sense of, you know, go along with the plan. But I don't really believe this BS. And so now that Ben's kind of, you know, poking a stick at everything, <laughs> she is like, okay, this is the person that I know. Everyone else is crazy here. Thank God I have you to talk to. That didn't sound like a cover-up? Because that happened to Ben before with Karen when Karen was quote unquote found and harnessed and she was like, Ben, you're the only one that understands me. We we get each other. And then she kissed him. Well, they do kiss each other. Yeah. I, I, uh, but okay, <laughs> I would think we can't so, reuse storyline after storyline. No, but there's something fishy with Maggie. She – I'm so suspicious of them all. But there's something about her that's just not right. Uh, I, yes, that can be the case. I don't know. If that is the case and it's literally going to be the same storyline. Yeah. Unless unless they play it a little bit different. I don't know. I agree. But that's, that's why this episode is kind of like, I don't don't know. I mean, we're, we're building a power grid again, except this time it's for the offense. So I, I, I just hope things are a little bit different. You know, obviously the circumstances are a little bit different, but uh, I just don't want it to be exactly the same. I agree. I agree. Anyway, but, is there anything else that we want to talk about this Lexi storyline? Obviously, uh, you know, it's the convergence of many things to come. But uh, so far, I don't know. I think uh, – I don't think she's lost her powers. Well, she's dying. Lexi is dying. And she we knows don't know it. how long. But, Same thing as Ben. Ben is dying. Remember how they said that harness kids or former harness kids are going to die younger than if they took off all their abilities? Although she's not, she's not fully human. So I don't know. It could, it could be. It would be interesting to see. Like, yes, she ages way faster, but she also, let's say, can't die. So then the question is: question is, what is dying? Is it her human side, meaning her good side, or her alien side and her bad side? That's a good question. Dun dun dun. We'll find out. (laughs) And I mean. In this timeline, if she is to die, let's go along with that theory. She can die by the end of the season. And what is that? I mean, in four months, she's 21. So how old is she officially? Because she's less than a year. Yeah. Six, seven, eight months. How many months? I'm terrible at math. All right. (laughs) 
for the sake of argument, let's say it's been a year. Okay. So in, in one year equals twenty one years. Twenty. Let's say twenty. Okay. Right? For sake of math. <laughs> so in two years she's gonna be forty. Although he did say the spurts are uh, random at times. So I don't know. It, it can't be – I guess it's not a steady growth because then two years would be 40, three years would be 60, four years would be 80, maybe it five links, years would be 100. Maybe it links in with her emotions. Huh? So maybe she was protecting her mother and that's why she got a growth spurt of being five years old when her and her mother came – and came back into the picture. And then when they got separated – Ben got knocked out or whatever happened to him caused stress that created her to grow even more in those four months. And now that that time frame, Ben's okay, Ben's going to be all right, she's steady. And then she had a big old – we saw her tantrum. That's what I call it, her storm tantrum. But she didn't get older. But maybe next – yeah, they're not going to age We're going to recast? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we need a grandma now for Lexi. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe big situations cause that big age gap. And maybe it's kind of like the this bar fills up. This was a mini situation. Yeah. This wasn't that big a situation. No, so. exactly. Um, all right. I could go along with that. I could buy into that. Um, why not get into it? Let's talk about Anne, who's desperate to see Le- uh, Lexi. And <sighs> almost causes – she's causing – Massive amounts of trouble. She doesn't care who dies that's in her group. She just wants to find Lexi. And I don't know about you, but that scene when she killed the skitter and she was the skitter was still hooked up to Denny, that was re- – I felt really bad for the skitter. That was to feel – to hear what their thought process is when they're being stabbed and then stabbed again was intense. It was, and it seemed like – it was right around when she, she he was being questioned by about Lexi, and so to me it means at least I, I feel like they know about Lexi and they know about her superpower and they fear it. Do they fear it or are they brainwashed where they can't remember it? Because remember when we get to Tom and up on the ship, the guy the alien makes a comment about the whole you can't trust skitters. Skitters are. Because of the uh, revolt that they did, they they're yeah. not good, so they had to do a hybrid of things. Perhaps that's that's certainly part of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I think I think uh, part of the reason. Well, I, I certainly think they're brainwashed, but I think they're brainwashed at least in that sense, not to remember Lexi because it's something of importance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll kind of see how that remains. She kept pushing the question. Um, yeah, I mean. It's uh, it's interesting to see her because there's a weird darkness happening. You know, she's yeah. always kind of in this odd family dynamic. Tom's been so selfless, and yet Anne has always kind of been selfish for the family's sake. But I mean, right here, right now, she doesn't really care about anybody else except for Lexi, which I still find really weird, as I mentioned last week. Lexi or Anne? That Anne's really obsessed with Lexi. Well, that's her only child, realistically. Like, that's her child. Not like, oh, this is my child, but I didn't birth you. Yeah, but I don't mean to go back into the same thing as I said last week, but Anne didn't give two craps about Lexi when she was a baby. Anne was freaked out about Lexi. So her whole persona about that changed. And that just weirds me out a little bit there. They randomly come back. Okay, is is Anne smarter than all of us and knows that 
that Lexi in some way is tied to this and she is the key to ending this war. Or does she crack and is crazy now? I don't think she... I mean, she's always kind of... She's, if you look at her history, she's always kind of been crazy. To an extent. True. But she's always had a nice side to her. No, she's had Tom there to talk talk and work it out with. And four months have gone by. There's been no Volm contact for her. True. Um, she's now, you know... for. for for lack of a better term, a power-hungry leader. Yeah. And there's no stopping her until she gets what she wants. I mean, she had to... She was literally shaken up after and was like, I am sorry for what I did in terms of killing, you know, the way she did. I shouldn't have done that while you were connected. Yeah, she apologized for killing him while she was connected, while Denny was connected. Not for killing the skitter. No, I, I understand yeah, yeah. that part of it. <laughs> but it just goes to show, like, you know, how far she's turned. I know it's going to sound really stupid, but it really reminds me of Yoda's quote. You know, he says, like, anger leads Yoda says a lot. Yeah. Well, anger leads to hate, or I'm butchering it. Sorry, Star Wars. Oh, my God. If you can, if, leads... if, if you can, if you can get 12% of this quote. No, now I'm, no, I'm not, I'm scared now. <laughs> no, but it's like anger leads to hate, hate leads to darkness. I'm, I had an energy drink. I'm cracked out. Okay, the reason Words why that's funny up. is that. I mean, not that Star Wars, the first three episodes, meaning the, not, not the alien. original, but uh, this is why I hate talking about Star Wars. Do it. Episodes one, two, and three. Okay. okay. Not the original one, two, and three, which are really four, five, and six. Right. The, the Those three are the biggest, weirdest things I've ever seen. And so when Yoda says that quote, hate leads to this, hate the blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like – Everyone's hating okay. us right now for saying it wrong. <laughs> How many things can we connect just to make this work for the plot line of everything that is to come? For Falling Skies or for Star Wars? Star Wars. Well, that was said in... I, I understand, but... It, to it, Luke. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, back to... Sorry. It does lead that way. And yes, yeah. you know, anger leads to farting, which leads to <laughs> hate, which leads to sleeping, which leads to hungriness, which <laughs> leads to bloating, whatever. And eventually it causes chaos. Yes, chaos. <laughs> that is scientists define that as the chaos theory. Okay, you know what else is going to cause chaos is that we butchered that quote. But you know what, people can comment on YouTube and on iTunes to let us know how it's actually done properly, if you'd like. To be fair, I have no appreciation for the Star Wars. Stop! Just let's don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't. You don't do that. I don't. It's like saying Star Wars and Star Trek are the same thing. You don't do that. I'm not saying they're the same thing. I actually appreciate Star Trek. And guys, so you can rate us on iTunes <laughs> if you're a Star I'm Trek fan saying, or if hey, you're a Star Wars fan. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Or if Always, forever, and always. Okay. Fair. That's fair. I don't care how many Jedis I hurt along the way as long as I get my goal of getting Lexi. Okay. And do you think Anne is going to find Lexi? I mean, it's converging in on itself. And, and the way the – not to get too far into predictions yeah. and all that, but the way the next episode is designed, it seems like they're coming to a head. Okay. And I don't – I mean, she has to because how, how long can we keep kind of – unless they find and stumble onto the kids' Nazi camp, mm -hmm. which I guess we can get into right after this, um, there's not much there for them to kind of just track – 
you know? So ultimately, but, I, but ironically, I, I do think they're going to stumble upon the kids first before yeah. they get to the West. Like, that was the weirdest thing in the world. The West. But if they do, they're going to run into the Volm. Because Volm, he's supposed to be finding um, their son, Matt. Uh, for Tom. Yes. Um, I don't know if that, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so that's going to be... If it's in a, the West. But, if it's East, What is screwed. this West? They're going west. <laughs> By the way, I loved how I'm. I'm so glad that in the in the writing they gave Anne that line of you know the west. What are you talking about? Because it's exactly how we felt. Yeah, I thought it was the subtitles going wrong because it really was going wrong <laughs> on the subtitles. I was like, west is that really what they're saying? And they kept repeating west. I'm like, all right, it's the west. What's in the west? A lot of things are in the west. <laughs> What's happening? Come on. <laughs> like, but only good things can come out of the west. Hopefully. Well, um, let's talk about let's talk about young Mason. Yes, starting uh, starting the rebellion. You know, same time, same place type of deal, meeting up, and uh, but not this time. No, nope. they're, they're kind of onto him. They're but don't forget, him. he didn't go solo. He went with his lover, his new love interest. That was a sweet kiss. That was just to kind of take it from the more you know take it down from the serious side of things did you find a really funny transition that they went from the kiss holding hands and then they went to an empty room with all these beds the order i don't think like go- that. <laughs> i don't think like that i will keep my, my mind, mind was out on the, gutter, the meeting my mind was on the meeting this is an interesting place for a meeting you would think that would not be the most secure place for a meeting what and are you guys doing here that's why that's why it ultimately didn't make sense and i by the way i loved i loved team leaders line they're all team leaders yeah um i love this line you know because of your exceptionalness i will be watching you yeah so a great subtext there of like hey i know what you're up to exactly do you think that note if he had found that note on matt that would have caused bigger issues or do you think matt could have just left that paper on the ground and just ran away or kept doing what he was doing i think the fact that I think he wanted to catch more of them. And so had it been at least maybe the two of them, um, mm. then – but you know what I mean? It's like it's like with the skitter. You don't want to kill something until you get the information out. True, and he, team leader did ask um, – what was her name? I wrote it down. Um, Sheila, who's graduating, what are you going to do when you find your mother? I'm going to go back to where they're hiding. And then what? And then I will call you guys in, basically. Yeah, so we so basically know, know the plan. We know the plan of... It's recon, yeah. Um, which is a clever plan, you know. <laughs> They've got them so brainwashed. Uh, what is it? Uh, find them, sound the... Raise the alarm, mm-hmm. and then help them. Because we love them. Yes. That's Because great. we love them. Your mother really loves you. <laughs> it's so creepy when that team leader guy talks. I, I swear. Wonder, I mean, he's he's basically soulless right he doesn't have his free will anymore that's a good point that explains a lot i didn't tie that in from what was said on the ship about the just has to be i mean what right yeah because there's no emotion except for that that makes sense huh like th- nice. there's honestly there, there, there's no one in the world although i've been wrong the world continues to amaze me every single day but there's no one in the world that can be that easily fooled Despite Nazi Hitler youth camp. Mm-hmm. No, that I didn't even tie that in that his free will might be gone. That's a really good point. So there you have it. I guess I d- we'll learn more about that camp and 
what happens when you become a team leader and when you graduate. Is, is there more to the camp, though? Is the only sole purpose to literally brainwash the kids in order to find the adults so we can find team leaders for the Ishveni? Well, I think it's a Tom Mason. I think it leads back to your whole leading, trying to find the leaders of the group. So Matt would be one. And if Matt were to. But Matt's young. He is. But if they were to show potential of free will, like great free will and influence of people, kind of like what they're trying to spend is trying to do with Tom, then they could take, uh, get rid of their free will and have them in control or use them as leaders and influence. Why not just take away their free will? Is it because they're kids? Like, how does that, I don't, how does that work? Maybe they they have to ripen them, <laughs> you know, wait until they're ready, and not just little zombies. I don't know. Fair enough. I mean, sir, I I, th- I think uh, the main reason is because they have to have that affection towards their families, and if you take away free will, I don't think that's there, and they wouldn't really look for the families. Because even Tom, when he was on the ship, one of the comments was, "I will take your family away from you." Yeah. And that got Tom riled up. So, yeah, so maybe the whole family has a huge thing to do with that. Free will and family. Mm-hmm. The two Fs of life. Um, anything else you want to talk about this particular storyline? Uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see where it's going, certainly. I, I love that Matt protected his new love interest, but I feel she's going to be taken away. Because even though he said, oh, there's nothing against holding hands, they haven't said anything bad about that. I feel that's more free will, and they're gonna have to, they're gonna take that away from her, and she's gonna be brainwashed. And the next time he sees her, he's gonna be like, "What? Where are you? Remember our holding hands and the kiss? Yeah, and it was a kiss I, of death." I think I I agree with you. Um, anytime you have to question a rule, probably means me shouldn't do it. That's just yeah. a life thing. That's like, true. Hey, should I steal this? Like, mm, probably answers. If you have to ask, the answer's probably no. Yeah. Um, so back to the, uh, what were they, what were you guys calling it last week? The, um, what were we talking? The, where Tom's at? The ghetto. The ghetto. That's back, yeah, that's no. what they call it. I wasn't calling it that. It was the ghetto. Yeah. Well, they didn't call it the ghetto in this episode, but I mean, no, I remember it from last week, but I'm just saying, so we're back at the ghetto. That was my we're back time, at the ghetto, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we got to get ghost. Because uh, Ghost could be a great leader for all of us. He's a great sign of hope. Um, I like uh, the little reference to The Dark Knight where we have imposter ghosts. Thank you. I wrote that down too. I was like, oh my gosh, The Dark Knight. <laughs> but P.S., did you notice the lady with the baby was trying to sweat, like whack the hornet with her baby at one point? When they showed the hornet, they showed her going like this. It looked like she was I'm like, don't use your baby as a weapon. <laughs> did you not see that? Okay, to be fair, I like to maybe she was things. using her forearm because, I mean, you can't really put down the baby. And so you're holding the baby securely and you're using your outer, you know, arm, whatever this is. Or she could have used the other arm and used the beans and swiped at it with the beans instead of the forearm with the baby. Okay. I'm just saying, bad Horrible. mothering there, okay? Horrible parenting aside, <laughs> I think there's bigger things to worry about in this storyline. <sighs> Um, I want to start with <laughs> I want to start with Pope and Weaver. No matter what, these guys always kind of end up together, and for better or worse, they have they rely on each other um, for whatever they need to get done. And we find out Pope right now 
It's a fake. Yep. He yeah. only had eight cans. Of beans. Mm-hmm. And hey, man, beans are good, so who cares? I can't believe Alex, that whole scene when they're trying to fight, he had the knife scene. Mm-hmm. Remind me of West Side Story. Oh, West. Hey. Uh, with the jets. And they're like, I'm going to get you because I have a knife. <laughs> that whole scene was, I kind of giggled because it was kind of funny. But I liked how Pope and um, Weaver got back together, as you were saying, working together. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I was saying last week. Kind of. Sort okay, of. except <laughs> except you're wrong in the sense that you so thought wrong. Pa, <laughs> you, you, you thought Pope had a plethora of you know supplies, and he's got eight cans of beans, and that's it, and a TV with Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I was really wrong, really wrong, and that Pope was in it with Tom. He wasn't in it with Tom. I mean, it still could be revealed that he is working with Tom secretly, but he's definitely nope, not. Definitely not. But um, but now they are. Well, now they have again because through their anger and hatred towards each other. They always manage to actually work together and find the greater good. Mm-hmm. And that they did. And all things are coming together for everyone involved. They have a piece of the puzzle in terms of how to escape. Yes. But if you ask Weaver, Weaver's going to disagree that he work, he's working with Pope no matter what. Even if it's for the better kind. I <laughs> love that. Um, I, I thought the way out of the um, – the camp, the ghetto. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Copper. It all makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. That was a really interesting, yeah. Method? Yeah. How come no one else, that's, yeah. Because he's a, he's a, elect, well, he's not a physicist. He's an electrical uh, something. Electric I, lineman. Electric lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faraday suit. I thought that was, you know, uh, that's really cool. I mean, again, all, you know, so you have, you have Weaver and, Weaver and Pope's little piece of the puzzle. You have South African Johannesburg guy, mm-hmm. his little piece of the puzzle of, of copper. But as Tom says, you know, hey, the goal is to get everybody out. Um, and then uh, apparently there's one big kind of unplugged button. Yeah. So we just need to get one guy out. We need a diversion. Mm-hmm. And then we unplug it. And we're good to go. What? Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen when the... They find out that it's just unplugged, and then they plug it back in as they're trying to escape. Well, that's where Tom comes in. It's like someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves in this regard. Do you think – I think it might be Pope in that case. Pope's never going to sacrifice himself. You don't think so? I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a B character that we may or may not know yet. Okay. That's true. I can see that. I mean, they just – for the greater good. We can't lose an A character right now. We're only two episodes into season four. We can't lose Pope, especially to an outlet. Come on. That's true. And this uh, isn't the series finale or series, yeah. So or, so, or season. Season finale, yeah. It was yeah. the season finale, perhaps, but, you know, come on. Pope can't die from an electrical outlet. That's true. Um, I thought it was interesting how they went after Ghost. I mean, obviously it turned out, in terms of if you're the Ishveni, it's kind of cool that it is Tom because Tom is so influential. But even if it wasn't, you're getting the ghost who is influential. Was this storyline repetitive for you, though? In what repetitive? In what sense? That there's a bigger creature coming to fight on planet Earth, and they need to ally with them. Well, they don't need to ally with them. They're just using them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not dogging on the whole concept because obviously there's a storyline. You got to keep it moving forward, and sometimes you kind of got to do the same stuff. 
but as you're saying earlier with the with Lexi and Ben and Ben being harnessed or Maggie being possessed, do you think that's kind of a repetitive thing? What about this storyline? I mean, it's not it's not that it's repetitive, but uh, for better or worse, there's a frustration in me because it, it, it and and it's a good frustration. I think this is what the show ultimately wants to display is like how do you tell the good guys from the bad guys? Yeah, um, it's not like world war where like okay you have a difference of opinion about something you know and for for better or worse right the not let's say let's talk about world war Two. you know the japanese and the nazis believed in something that was their perspective versus uh ours and you know russia's and whatever england's and we fought mm-hmm. and we knew the people that believe this were on this side the people that believe this were on the other side mm-hmm. whereas this it's like okay we got the wall boom and they're saying something, and they got stuff going on, and they left us because they got bigger stuff going on, except, you know, Kochi's because he's, he's our boy. And then we have the Ishveni, and now, you know, the Ishveni are still evil because they want to take away free will because they need soldiers. But it's like, okay, well, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. are they really that evil? Who's the evil one? Who? So, again, from a science fiction standpoint, it's a great question. But for me, it's personally, it's good, but it's still frustrating because I'm like, okay, well, I just, I just want one clear bad guy. No, for sure. I agree. I think any writing that gets you <laughs> riled up or anything gets your head going is a great writing, regardless of if it's repetitive or not. It still gets your mind like, and you feel for the characters and you feel for it. So I, I agree. It just depends. Uh, but, but I mean, ultimately... The, the, did you have a slight turn for the Ishveni and were like, well, maybe they're not so bad? I did, but I felt more for the skitter that was being stabbed by Anne than I did okay. for the Ishveni. <laughs> okay, but so let, let's then talk about, we kind of been touching upon it, but the goal is to basically amass soldiers. And we need, we're going to lead those who lead others. But yeah. in order to do so, we're going to take away their free will. No, I still think Ispeni should not be on planet Earth. I think they are still the bad guys. And regardless of whatever that bigger creature that's coming to them, they we can deal with it when we cross that bridge, as Tom said <laughs> in the episode. Yeah, that was kind of, that, <laughs> that was kind of a funny line. Um, but I definitely think Ispeni, like, even if they destroy the bigger boss, they're going to just turn around and kill everybody else and take control. They're not going to leave planet Earth. Unless they get killed or overrun. Well, I don't think they need to take over planet Earth if most of the people have no free will of their own. But it's not their people. The Sveni will come over and do their own stuff. Have their own families come. Because I guarantee there's probably a whole backstory that their family, their people were destroyed by whoever this bigger boss is. And That's really, I'd like to know, you know, call it the Superman effect. But I want to know what's going on on Krypton, so to speak. You get what I'm saying? No, I, I do. I want to know. And, and and again, I think I think it's a very deliberate decision on the show to not let us know of like, you know, I mean, in some way, in many ways, it's kind of realistic. Like, hey, if an alien invasion did come, they probably wouldn't tell us much about the backstory of why the yeah. hell they're here. A part of me just doesn't want to know their backstory because I don't want to feel for them because of all the anger that they brought on all the seasons. 
That's all. I, it's easier to hate them than to <laughs> root for them. But it certainly makes it more interesting when when uh, when a person you've hated, especially for you know now we're at let's say by episode three, and all of a sudden there's a shift of like where but they're yeah you know, they're kind of becoming humanized in their own right. Then it be it becomes more interesting of like because you're torn as an audience member. Yeah, I just hate that feeling. I don't want it, Phil. I don't want it. I like you it when it's want, black and white. You, okay. I, hey, <laughs> no one wants it more black and white than me. Ultimately, just uh, kill them. <laughs> but um, there was that line where Tom says, "You don't even know this person's name," and they said, "You know, it's not important." No, it is important. Um, I, I found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if there's a way to get the people back in. I, well, look at Lourdes. I don't think there's a way to get them back. Once they've crossed that line, I don't think there's a way to get them back. I know this is all my theory about Lourdes, but still. I feel like I, I feel like it's possession, right? Mm-hmm. When you get possessed by an entity, so I've heard, um, it's in you, but you're still there. And so you just need to be rid of the possession. And then when you're free, you're free. But to get rid of that possession, you have to get rid of the source from that possession. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So they'd have to get rid of this, Benny. I mean, that's that's. I don't. You know, I think there's a more like, indirect. I think that's an indirect link. I think there's something more direct that you can get rid of to get rid of that. Although, if they are literally taking someone's free will, yeah. I don't know if you can get that back. Like, if you're putting possession into something to take control of them, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you're literally taking away something, I don't know how you can gain that back unless there's some weird Gaia theory of souls that you're going to then draw from and put back into. It's true. It's no Sims. You can't control them. So, I don't know. You're like, where's Nando? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> this chick over here with X-Men and can't quote Star Wars properly and talking about the Sims. <laughs> My goodness. Um, what else is left to talk about? Uh, what about Hal stepping up for Tom if Tom's gone? Okay, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always kind of been that way. But now so. it's officially said. Do you feel that that was necessary? Or do you think maybe that's a foreshadow of any kind? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's a for. I think it's... I think it's a foreshadow because Hal will need to step up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means that we've signed Tom's death warrant by any means. You know, I think we're fine with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do like Hal stepping into this role, and I, th- I think he's capable of it. And it's nice when a father does. It's, a lot of father sons have bad relationships, or sometimes they don't always say what they mean, and so. When when Hal gets Tom's vote of confidence, it means something, and I think I think Hal's going to carry that. Yeah, I hope so. Cause that means Hal will keep going. <laughs> um, what else happened? I feel like there's one more big thing that happened right at the end. Mm, not at the end. I mean, the the, the end oh, was Lexi. Yeah, and Ben. Okay. I I mean, do you have anything else to add? I, I'm sure there's a few things that we could expand on. I don't think we missed anything of absolute importance. I mean, I know we didn't necessarily talk about the meeting per se, you know, with with quote unquote ghost and 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 the, and the person. But Tom gets what he needs out of that, you know, and, and the plan is forming. God, that, that whole scene 
do you think it was a little weird that they just left Tom right there to look at everything? Do you think maybe that they set that up? Because that was a little bit weird. To have, hey, this is our plan. This is how you do this. And that's how you do that. Oh, you want to take notes? Take mental, mental notes about that, Tom. You're a leader. You know what you're doing. And uh, is this chess? I mean, Are they playing chess? Is that what they're trying to do? I think they're playing... I mean, they've always been playing chess. I, I, I think... And by they, I, I mean Sveni, not Tom. As, as I get to know the Sveni, um, I think uh, time for them is completely measured different in the sense that whereas they've been looking at this war in uh, hundreds of years' time span, you know, uh, the humans thus far have been fighting for their lives and we've, you know, we've been at this for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But we also look at it from an hour to hour because we're starving type of deal. Yeah. And so I found that interesting to know because, you know, this, this kind of game plan for the uh, for the Ishveni has been a multi-year process. And it's like, okay, this is it. And if and if a tactic doesn't work immediately, it's all just part of the 10-year plan or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? And we'll switch it. So I found that interesting. Okay. Um, in terms of how they just left him, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly see if that was part of their plan or not. Um, cause he literally like peaced out like he was about to go to the bathroom or something. Like, well, he says he made a deal. Yeah. So I don't, um, he made a deal that no one would riot. Now what that means, I mean, I don't think, he, so. I'm just saying the last time Tom was on a spaceship when he went up on his own free will, wasn't that in season one at the very end? When he gets onto the ship, and they brain they cleared his mind, and he couldn't remember much of what happened. He kept remembering it when he was asleep in season two. So why would they let him go away? Obviously, I know he said to do the leading, to be the leader of the. But if they know, because they gave him a choice, they gave him a choice of hey. Fishy man. But they know who Ghost is, so they know that they don't need. And it remains. I don't know. It's all coming to a head. Next week. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I'm genuinely excited for next week. I, I didn't expect by episode three, if they truly are teasing it in the proper way, mm-hmm. that it all comes to a head. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're going to get the band back together, together so to speak, but a lot's going to happen, and I think uh, Anne is going to meet up with with the Nazi youth camp. <laughs> yeah. Um and I think I, I think and you know I I do buy you know what maybe um maybe even before that I I buy your theory about coaches maybe her, them and coaches meet up. Okay. Um and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with um with Tom's group and I think I think how no not how um Lexi's group with Sarah I think I think there's going to be a Sarah Carter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maggie. Uh, there's going to be a lot that happens there, um, although I don't think they're going to – I think they're, they're going to be the last group to kind of get involved with everybody else. I agree because we saw in the season like promo that Maggie and Ben get to kissing, and we didn't see that in the next one in the promo for next week. So, But we do see Maggie with a gun, and to me, I don't – See, when I saw that, they took away my whole, well, maybe Kat, Maggie's behind it all. Maybe she's a conspiracy person. Maybe she's the one holding the camp together and she's brainwashed. But then the gun, it's an old Maggie trick. So I didn't 
really know what to think of that. All I know is that they still have more days in the camp before the rest of the group find them. And that's when Matt and Maggie are going to get together for sure. And I know that there's going to be some nice little bow chicken wow wow between them. Um, and I honestly, I'm just going to kind of go off a really random theory. But you know the whole entity of three that keeps um. coming up? What if that is really Matt, Ben, and Hal? They are the three. that I know they've been in the, on Earth for a long time, and maybe it's not them, but maybe they are the key to stopping it, which means maybe something will happen to Tom. Just going to throw that out there. That's a really uh, bad theory. I know people are going to hate me for saying I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I like to give you wild. Ultimately, while Tom has been a linchpin of the show, he, he's not beyond death. And, so. and and if he's going all, you know, it's interesting that he went along the theory of, like, quote-unquote ghost. First off, that's symbolic in itself, that Tom is the ghost. Mm-hmm. Because does that mean that Tom is going to die, therefore he is, quote-unquote, a ghost? Also, ghost implies that um, your spirit lives on. So, uh, you know, it, we did get a passing of the torch slightly today. Yeah. Um, in the Dark Knight Rises theory, as we'll just continue to call it, um, other people can take off the mantle. And so, you know, th- you know, someone else can be ghost and can be the leader. Yeah. Interesting. I'm Interesting stuff. Throwing it out there, you know. Um, one more thing. I do believe Lexi. Do you think the guy she was talking to was a good one, a Spenny, or a bad one? I thought it was a bad one. They're all bad. I mean, because it's not the same one that Tom was talking to, because weren't they supposed to be, like, same time frame talking to each other? Yeah, I don't think it was the same one. So. They all look alike to me. And he hooded himself. That's very a spenny Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, Phil. How dare you? They have names, too, okay? Don't you want to learn their names? Nope, not at all. (laughs) I can barely pronounce a spenny. (laughs) Anyway, where can the people find you to talk crazy theories? Guys, you can talk crazy theories and correct me on Star Wars stuff if you'd like on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRoya. That's H-E-Y-R-O-Y-A. Bill, where can they find you? Follow us here at AfterBuzzTV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, let us know your comments, your opinions. We'll be back with full force with Nando. Uh, I don't know if there's an episode next week, although I think there is, even though it is July 4th weekend. But either way, we'll be, be we'll be back for the next episode. That does happen. Cool, thanks, See you guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.